0: business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you'll receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating When it comes to taking care of yourself, self-discipline can be the difference between accomplishing your goals and having them remain nothing more than dreams. As challenging as it may sometimes feel to stay on track with our personal commitments, learning healthy ways to practice self-discipline is instrumental in leading a successful life. By understanding each component of this skill and discovering new strategies for implementing them into our lives, we can unleash the true power of self-discipline, which brings us closer towards fulfilling our highest potential. So, what are these components of self-discipline and how can we learn to master the basics to reach our highest potential? Number one, ownership. To make self-discipline a lifestyle, we have to hold ourselves accountable for our decisions and actions. There are 3 concepts that are closely connected here, and those are discipline, freedom, and ownership. See, discipline equals freedom, and freedom equals ownership. Being disciplined frees us from limitations that we have imposed On ourselves. And it's this freedom that allows us to grow as a human being and learn new things about ourselves and what we're capable of every single day. Ownership means we take personal accountability for our lives. We decide what we need to do, we take action towards our goals. And most importantly, we don't blame others for what hasn't worked in our past or present, this attention on ownership gives us control and power. So, if you want to be helpless, blame the world. But if you want freedom, control, and power, take ownership. Number two, clear focus. Leading a self-disciplined life starts as soon as we start the day in the morning That's the moment where we set the tone of the next 12 to 16 hours of our lives. Now, within this moment, we can choose things like being reactive, where we wake up, grab our phone, start checking emails, Twitter and Facebook, or we can learn to train our brain to be focused as soon as we wake up. Now, you're probably wondering how, how does this work? By starting our days or ending our day with a very critical question. What is the one thing I am committed to completing today? Or what is the one thing I am committed to completing tomorrow? Now, asking it is simply one side of the equation. We also need to write it down Put it in writing. Write it in large letters on a sheet of paper and hang that damn thing on your bedroom or bathroom wall. Write it on your bathroom mirror in dry erase markers. And every day, read it out loud as you start your day. For example, as you're brushing your teeth at night and in the morning, come up with an answer on the spot and answer it out loud. And don't just stop there. Follow this up. With commitment by taking action, focus your energy throughout the day to complete that one thing. Nothing, nothing else matters. This direct focus of energy severely increases the chances of that thing getting completed. And if that one thing is as critical as we think it is to our overall happiness and success, it deserves all of our attention and energy. It's this targeted energy consistently that leads to us reaching our highest potential. Number three, prioritize deep work. Deep work refers to a state of intense concentration and focus on a single task without distractions or or interruptions. And this deep work is essential for achieving high-quality results in our lives. Now, beside this critical component sits timing. Timing, just like in most other aspects of our lives, is everything. Being self-disciplined means we do our hard, most difficult work first, before we do anything for pleasure. It means we are aware of which times of day should be devoted to doing this hard work and which times can be allotted to entertainment and socialization. So, how can we implement this? By making the most of our mornings, by building a habit of doing hard work early, by prioritizing deep, difficult work in the morning. We establish a productive routine. And it's this routine that helps to reinforce self-discipline habits. By consistently dedicating our mornings to deep work, we are training our brains to prioritize important tasks and resist distractions and procrastination. Now, for most people, early morning is the optimal time for doing deep work, the work that requires the greatest amount of concentration. Scientifically speaking, the brain's peak performance is two to four hours after we wake up. So if you wake up at 6 a.m., then your peak times are up until 10 a.m. This was a great incentive for me waking up earlier the past few years. By going to bed earlier and waking up earlier, I am able to take advantage of the additional time to complete my most complex cognitive tasks. And the additional reward is greater quality sleep. Number four, delayed gratification. If doing hard work early helps us focus better, then the natural side effect of self-discipline is postponing things that are more pleasurable. So what's the purpose of doing something difficult first in order to reward ourselves later? Well, In a study performed by Stanford University scientists, famously called the Marshmallow Experiment, results showed that delayed gratification can increase our chance at succeeding in many areas of our lives, areas like our education, our career, short and long-term goals, and our personal life choices. So how can we put delayed gratification into action? Start by observing the things you'd like to indulge in whenever the opportunity prevents itself. Then, and this is the most critical piece, resist the temptation to immediately choose to treat yourself by thinking of one reason why not to indulge. Maybe you have a goal around fitness and healthier eating. Take your attention away from distractions such as vegging out on the couch and binging Netflix and shoveling bags of chips into your mouth and focus on your priorities for the day. Things like meal prepping or stretching or going for a run. The reward then becomes a healthier body and mind, which means greater quality of living. number five saying no to distractions leading a self-disciplined life means learning to say no to many different things giving into temptations to indulge in pleasant activities curbing our desire to procrastinate on daily priorities and not letting distractions take over our days when we turn off what distracts us we have a much better chance of actually getting things done. In the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, he describes two cues that significantly impact distractions. Cue two, location. If you have ever walked into your kitchen, notice a plate of cookies on the counter and eaten them just because they are there in front of you, then you understand the power of location on your behavior. Our habits and behaviors are simply a response to the environment that surrounds us. In Q3, preceding events, many habits are a response to something else that happens in our lives. For example, our phone vibrates, so we pick it up to check our latest text message. The little notification bell lights up on Facebook, so we click it to see what it signals. So, How can we put saying no to distractions into practice? Set your phone on airplane mode when you need to focus on your work. Try it for a two-hour period to begin. Let people around you, such as your family members, friends, or roommates, know that you won't be available in the next few hours. Check your email and social media apps at certain intervals. My recommendation is only two to three times a day. Avoid browsing the internet or reading news throughout the day. Close all the tabs on your browser so that you're not tempted to Google something every few minutes. Focus on removing temptations by being thoughtful of your environment and the triggers that they produce. Number six, taking advantage of obstacles. How often have you told yourself something like, if only I didn't run out of time, I could have finished that project. When we're trying to rationalize our decisions and actions, we're blaming the obstacle for not letting us achieve our short or long-term goals. In other words, we're giving them top priority and more importance than anything we can do or change with our behavior. Shouldn't obstacles serve a different purpose in our lives? Instead of using them as an excuse to avoid or quit something, we can use them to our advantage. So how can we do this? In the book, Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual, Jacob Wellink, he describes a powerful tip for dealing with obstacles. He suggests that when we reach an obstacle, instead of saying, oh no, we should embrace it and say, good. For example, if you've failed an exam, good. Now you'll have more time to prepare and organize your study days to be more efficient effective. If you're trying to multitask and you fail at everything, good. Now you'll have time to regroup, take a break, and prioritize what is most important so you don't do things halfway. If you didn't get the job offer that you were waiting for, good. Now you'll be able to revamp your resume and apply for jobs that are an even better fit for your skill set. When obstacles become a springboard, Rather than a wall, we find greater accountability and freedom. These obstacles then become a propellant to growth rather than drowning ourselves in their excuses. Number seven, making a commitment to yourself. Commitments aren't just promises we make to other people, we should make them first to ourselves. And a great way to make a commitment to ourselves is to identify a specific goal we want to achieve in a certain time frame. This commitment should be recorded somewhere. For me, I record it in my Google Drive so that they are on me at all times, and I break them down into five categories, mind, body, finances, adventure, and random. On the first of each month, I have a calendar reminder to reference this document to understand my progress. Now, our promise to ourselves should involve metrics of some sort. Metrics such as number of minutes, days, or total tasks that need to be completed. One example of this is my daily goal around reading. The goal isn't simply read daily. It's read daily for at least 10 minutes. As humans, we have a really difficult time wrapping our heads around the power of compounding. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of our habits multiply as we repeat them. The seed of our success is found in a single tiny decision. And in this case, by dedicating at minimum 10 minutes a day to reading, I'm guaranteeing that I can read about 10 books a year at minimum. This means greater knowledge, which means better decisions and an increase in action, which leads to better data and growth. These commitments might seem to make little difference on any given day, and yet the impact they deliver over the months and years can be enormous. Remember, all big things come from small beginnings. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into the basic elements of self-discipline. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. motivated mind is a legacy division.